Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. Woo! And (laughs) (laughs) And we have no Matt or Mel this week because they're at a barbecue, the losers. (laughs) And so instead, (laughs) we've got a replacement Matt. Uh, We're looking for a replacement Mel. Uh, guys, listeners, if there's any males out there, feel free Madam to apply. Madam Gao, we know you're our Melanie. You can email uh, defenderspod <laughs> at gmail.com with an application. Uh, yeah, so our special guest this week is Matt A. Yay! Hi, no alliteration. Okay. Uh, the no, magical, you're not, you're not mysterious. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, just guys, I'm not feeling well. I'm on a lot of codeine. I'm in quite a bit of pain. Um, I'm going to work through it. I'm going to restore my chi. I'm doing Tai Chi right now to build up my chi and stuff. Or whatever. Yeah. You're going to go <laughs> to uh, a Reiki specialist later, get some laying on no. hands. No! <laughs> Never! You know, I used if that to Reiki specialist is laying. But <laughs> it still is. <laughs> Uh, you know, s- spoilers, but uh, two of my housemates work for the NHS, and one of them said earlier, oh, we need to get you some morphine, and I was like, yes, please. No, I'm really not joking. Yes, please. Please go and steal me some morphine. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah, I did I did uh, feel for Danny with the pain in his side in this episode at the end of it. Um, right. So, Matt, you have seen all hey. of Iron Fist. Hey, Matt. How do you know if I've seen all of Iron Fist? I know these things. My little birds tell me. <laughs> well, your little I don't birds know if you have, correct. actually. I did watch Yay. episodes 11, 12, and 13 last night. Oh, wow. You did a little mini marathon. I did a little marathon. I wanted to end it. What, Get it over. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts overall, obviously without spoiling Tammy, in regards to, like, because I think I mentioned that I feel it picks up towards the end of the season. I think it does, but like all of these Marvel Netflix shows, it would benefit by being like 10 episodes, not 13, which I know you guys have said before, but it, it is padded. Like, they're all padded. Mm. But I was initially very apprehensive about watching the show because of all the negative press and the negative reviews. Mm-hmm. But then having actually seen it, it it's fine. Like, I don't think it's... I don't think it's good necessarily i don't think it's bad i think it's just Mm. kind of mediocre and i didn't like daredevil very much sorry claire so i would say there's that pain in my side again oh (laughs) (laughs) i would say it's about uh on par with daredevil not as good as jessica jones nor near as good as that and -hmm. i didn't make it very far into luke cage so i can't really compare those um but I, i liked it more than daredevil because it's brighter and it feels mm-hmm. a little more fun, and I like all the um, the Rand Corporation like jockeying for power, which the critics didn't like. They didn't. Yeah, like that was that the thing they didn't the like. They said it was stuff. too corporate. Yeah, I, but, I, but see, I like that, and I like when Matt and Foggy go to court, like yeah. the courtroom stuff, the business stuff. Just take the superhero stuff out of these shows; they'd be so much better. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel. <laughs> Paperwork for hours. Honestly, <laughs> but it's such a dark, heavy show, and yeah. this doesn't feel yeah. dark and heavy. Like, I don't just mean tonally dark, but like the way they light the sets and all the nighttime scenes in Daredevil. Like, this just feels a little brighter and a little 
lighter and I and I like it more for that reason. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like a lot of the criticism came from the casting and like the internet created a narrative that because they made Danny Rand white in the show like he was in the comics that they missed an opportunity to do something and maybe they did but it's like they convinced themselves that it was bad before it even aired and that yeah. was like the narrative that therefore when the show actually came out they just had to keep the narrative going and like validate their own sort of preconceptions one of the blogs yeah. that I read a lot of is io9 and uh, every every post about Iron Fist before it came out was negative Every post about Logan before it came out was positive, and surprise, surprise, when those things came out, they had, you know, their reviews kept in line with what they were saying previously, and I just don't really think it was very fair, because, as I said, it was fine. Yeah, a a lot of the times the critics don't match what the audience is saying. I I can't remember who said it in an episode before, it might have been Matt, or it might have been you, Tony, um, saying about, you know, people just like, they want to see things fail so people were almost acting like well it's time that marvel had a uh you know the netflix series there was a bad one you know they're just waiting for for things to fail and i think um because it's the fourth series didn't help either um, unfortunately i think it had a lot going against it right yeah i i personally think that that's really what had a lot going against it was that they just didn't there's just not as many surprise elements um, from an audience perspective. Like I just, there are certain things I can just see coming because we've now seen them in the other series. Yeah. Um, so it, it does feel derivative really of it. the other shows. Yeah. And it and it feels like they should know better by now how to how to really make these good, and that this one is, might be the weakest is a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I can understand the criticism. I can understand a lot of the criticisms, but I just don't think it's like fair to say that it's just flat out bad or deserves like the low score on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or, or what have you. Yeah. I just want to put this out there that the best. I know I haven't seen Agents of Shield, but no, not Agent Agent Carter. I haven't seen the mm-hmm. best Marvel thing I've seen on TV has been the most recent season of Agents of Shield. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh my god. I keep hearing oh, this. The, the I second, need to watch it. Particularly the second half of this season. Yes. The, the framework, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That was like, I don't want to say it was amazing, because that seems like too high praise, but it was approaching amazing. Well, I've already said it on the podcast. It's like, one episode, I sobbed, like, and I had to watch a comedy afterward, because I was so upset over the episode. <laughs> And then, but there was probably one or two other episodes that I like definitely teared up at that I just thought were like so well written and so well acted. It was just a really strong um, last half. I mean, the season I thought was strong, but that last half, like you're saying, Matt, in fr- like in the framework, was so good. It, it was, it was really good. And Gemma Simmons is my oh, favorite character of fun. all the Marvel characters on TV. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> I think from what you like, you've. <laughs> I think from what you said, Tammy, it sounds like they've kind of reached the point where they they get what they're doing, you know, in terms of Agents of Shield of having these shorter story arcs, and that means there's less padding. Um, 
So if they do that going ahead, then I think it would probably be be good for the show by the oh. sounds, having not seen it. I, I think TV in general, like even back when 24 was on the air, they got hip to it after like a season or two where you can't just tell one story for 24 episodes or 22 episodes. That's too much padding and stretching things out. You have to yeah. pivot halfway through or a third of the way through and say, that's done. Here's this new thing and yeah. keep it going. And and that's so it's kind of like, yeah, two two seasons together or or three seasons together. And even even these Marvel shows could do it or they could just yeah. go 10 episodes. I'm surprised that um, the Defenders is going to be 10 episodes. It seems like the one that has the most characters in it. The one that everyone's waiting for, that's the one that should have been 13. I think it's work. because it takes place over a very short amount of time. Um, so that might be part of it. And there's been, they've maybe they've wanted the 13 hours for each other one to establish who these characters are. So you don't have to do an origin story. But, I mean, the problem is origin stories are often the most boring part of a superhero movie. Um, that's why everyone's like, we don't want to see Batman's parents getting killed again or Spider-Man getting bitten by that spider, you know. Um, so the fact that it's, mo you know, each series is almost like an origin story for those characters um, may be what's frustrating. I think Iron Fist definitely is, the whole series is like an origin for for him, kind of becoming the Iron Fist he wants to be, um, almost. But I do think 10-episode series would be a hell of a lot better. I think it would be a lot tighter. Although, then we might get less of what we love, like Ward and Kyle. Well, you, just have to, you just have to kind of pivot partway through and tell a side story or a different story or some sort mm -hmm. of departure episode where... It, yeah, it, take maybe yeah, in a different I, location. That's another part of, of the problem I have with this, these shows is that because they're in New York and they're only in New York, it feels claustrophobic to me, and I'd like to see yeah. them out. I mean, we did get to go to China. But. <laughs> well, one of the things I just... Um... <laughs> I believe, and I haven't been there, but my perception of China is that it is consists of paper mache rocks. And China, China is in Staten Island, come on. <laughs> China is in Staten Island, come on. This is how it is. Um, one of the things we actually mentioned before, I should say to the listeners before we were recording, I mentioned to the guys that I finally started watching uh, Sensei on Netflix, which I hadn't seen before. Um, and it, I mean, it's beautifully shot because they're in shooting in eight different countries, pretty much, um, or seven different countries. But I, it made me wish even more that they had actually shot abroad in Iron Fist um, and gone to China and shot there because have either of yeah. you watched Into the Badlands? Yes. No. Yes. Yep. People keep saying that season two in particular was really very strong, and that it's it's already been renewed, I think, for season three, and that it has the best martial arts scenes on yeah, TV. Yes, it, it, it really does. I mean, well, you know, it really, and I think this it reminds me of this because I think this is what they kind of base it on, but it reminds me like watching like old. Bruce Lee movies and like some of the martial arts done in that and like you have like not that they have talking that doesn't match what they're saying but it's that whole style of like you have to see it but like when you watch their martial arts in that TV show it just reminds me of like old school like martial arts movies I think it's done really well 
Oh um, my god. Sometimes I think some of the storyline actually gets in the way. Yeah, I can see <laughs> um, that. Yeah. I mean, I have the strongest writing. Yeah. I'm just looking the, at the wiki right now, and it's uh, Lance Hendrickson's in it. Is yes, a recurring Lance, character? Yes, sir. Well, now yes, I have to watch it. Uh, <laughs> one and two, he's in it. and um, Awesome. And then there's... Why haven't we had Lance Hendrickson in the MCU yet? What's that all about, Marvel? Get him in the MCU. Get him to be uh, the new J. Jonah Jameson. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he was in DC. He was in Legends of Tomorrow. Why is he not in uh, the MCU? <laughs> but yeah, he's... um. But that, and they also have a straight-up, like, women's, like, ninjas, like, group. And they're amazing as well. <laughs> the, bu- the butterflies. They're amazing. <laughs> and how does it look... Like, uh, production-wise, compared to this, like, more expensive-looking? Oh, yeah. It's definitely more yeah. expensive-looking. And you know what it is? Because they're not trying to... It's not modern day. It's, like, post-apocalyptic. And so it's it's supposed so to be... you need like, more budget for that anyway? Yeah, and it's... But, but it's supposed to be basically, like, you've had this war and there's, like, no real electricity really there's no you know they're not using guns they're using swords to fight and all this stuff so it's just vast lands mm-hmm. the, the you know, it, everything is in like woods or just feet, have to build fields sets. or exactly and so it just it but it it just looks more lush because of that and the costuming is incredible oh, i really <laughs> want to watch this now yeah, I mean, I, it's. I would say it's not for everybody, but I told Dan I was like half the time I don't actually know what's happening because it's some of the storyline is so convoluted, but it's so <laughs> pretty and the fight scenes are so incredible that it, it's worth my time to watch it. They remind me a lot of the Iron Fist titles: Tiger Pushes Mountain, Monkey Leaps Through Mist, Leopard Stalks yeah. in Snow. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that will be um, for the people who loved Iron Fist. That would be a recommendation to watch. While you're waiting for defenders. Yeah, I, mean, it's not, yeah, I was gonna say it's not. It's definitely not. Um, it's not a modern day corporate story. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've not watched Game of Thrones, but I would imagine it's similar in that sense. Like, there's all these barons that are fighting for different parts of land. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it sounds like Mad Max meets Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's probably. what I'm imagining it in my head. But with martial arts. Yeah, for the martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it sounds intriguing. Martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> kind of want to watch it now. So yeah. and Lance Henderson. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. I have to. Yeah. I have to track that. Maybe I'll wait until season two hits Netflix, and then I can watch all of it. It should probably be soon. Netflix is getting things sooner and sooner. I think. And I will watch it after I've watched Sense Eight. I think. Sounds Which good. Which also I need has to finish good that first. action scene. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So anyway, so this week we we should really talk about this episode. We are talking about episode ten of Iron Fist, Black Tiger Steals Heart. Um, this was written by I love this guy's name. Are we? What? Is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. Uh oh. Oh no! <laughs> what did you make notes on? Oh, are we not talking about uh, lead horse to stable or whatever that one's called? No, that's episode eleven. Well, I'll just throw these notes in the trash. <laughs> oh, Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought oh, it was episode no. 11. That's funny. Oh, well. 
episode 10 to get to episode 11, though, right? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. And episode 10, I think, is better than episode 11. But you could send your notes, um, your notes for episode 11 to me and Tammy, and we'll use them next week. <laughs> then we don't have yeah, to make I notes. <laughs> I, can, I will actually send them to you. you can pick out awesome. <laughs> I'll just have little, little inserts where it'll be like, beep, beep, beep. And according to Matt, this is what uh, he thought. <laughs> Most of it's shut up, Davos. Is most of <laughs> oh, no, I will not hear anything bad said of Davos in this episode anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happens next week, but this week, I'm all <laughs> Look, he's no Claire Temple. Come on. <laughs> so this episode was written by my favorite named writer ever, Quinton Peoples. That's the best name I've ever heard. I love his name, <laughs> Quinton Peoples. Sounds like he should be real dark. Comcast desk, and his name was Babylon Moshi, and I thought that's the coolest name. That's his full-on Star Wars name. Yeah, really. That is pretty cool. Uh, And it was directed by returning director Peter Hall. And he's directed, I think, a couple of the other shows before. Uh, Here is your synopsis. Exhausted from fighting, Danny tries to recharge with Bakuto's help. Meanwhile, Rand's management gets another shake-up. So many spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) so we start off in the next morning and danny wakes up in at the end of lord of the rings return of the king i put because it looks like they're all going to be standing around his bed and being like oh mr frodo and all that because he's in this white room uh and colleen is next to him she says that they are home Uh. yeah (laughs) that was my reaction as well i was like i don't like you together no not at all I want, I want, I want Danny and Misty Knight, but I do acknowledge Danny is a tiny puppy. He's a tiny puppy child. Oh, it just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Give us your thoughts, Matt. What are your thoughts on Danny and Colleen? That, that's my. Those are my thoughts. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. Then we go to, uh, actually, you'll probably be happy in this episode, Matt, because there is so much corporate stuff going on, I imagine. Um, although I don't think Tammy will be happy at um, what's happening in the next scene. So Joy and Harold are discussing Ward, and Joy's really angry um, at the position Harold put them in. Uh, Joy asks him about death. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, High ceilings, big plants. I uh, Big yeah, plants filled with dead Kyle's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kyle's full on fertilizing that little greenhouse. Oh, poor dead Kyle. I forgot to ask Alex about that yesterday, if that was, you know, if he had to go and lie among the plants, pretend to be dead for these two scenes. But yeah, poor Kyle, it's sad. (laughs) Yeah, I could hear your tears from London, Tammy. I'm just like, clean up Kyle, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I know you you, you killed Kyle, but now you're just disrespectful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like Joy is angry enough in this scene. <laughs> no, <laughs> but also she went there late at night and now it's the morning. So yeah. has she been angry before this? And if so, why didn't we see that? That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Um, I do think Joy that this is really inconsistent. I yeah. Feel. yeah. Yeah. I think this makes more her more I interesting, this development. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can never really peg... Actually, any of these characters, I have a hard time sort of figuring them out and pegging them down and their motivations and where they are at any given time. Uh, yeah. 
But I, th- I, I think Ward is conflicted and under the influence of narcotics. Mm-hmm. So I can excuse his erratic behavior, but Joy, I'm not really sure. Is she good, bad? What's she working toward? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think this, with her finding out, obviously, about Harold gives her um, her character a much-needed boost. makes her a bit more interesting, because up till this point, I thought she was very dull, because all she was was kind of just... All her character had to do was just whine at Ward and Danny, and now this so actually gives her... I feel like this actress has so much more to offer. Yeah, and yeah they I agree. Don't, they don't use her appropriately at all they just don't give her a lot and and then they make her too like this like i just feel like the joy we've come to know so far probably would have been angrier and and yes you're right we haven't seen like the middle of the night scene but then they should have showed us that scene Mm -hmm. instead of this one where it's kind of like already wrapping up and all right we're just moving on well, yeah, meanwhile we've right. discussed it. It's like, well, we want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know. So, uh, Colleen and Danny are walking around um, the Xavier's Institute for Mutants or whatever it's called for gifted children <laughs> from the X-Men, <laughs> which is totally what I just think of when I see this. Um, and Danny should really, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Danny should really know this is the hand because literally everyone, apart from him, is wearing red and black. Yeah. Or black and red. <laughs> like, everyone. The amount of people running past and they're wearing, like, red baseball caps and Bakuto's in red and black and Colleen's in red and black and everyone's in red and black. It's like, look, Danny, I know you're just a little puppy, but come on. Your your puppy yeah. senses should be going at this. Yeah. Yeah, something is not right. Uh, I just think he's in... He's putting up, like, blockers in his head because he can't imagine that Colleen would be associated with these people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's in love. Love makes fools of us all. (laughs) 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 Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. So this is where we find out Bakuto and his group took Colleen in when she returned to the USA. And um, Danny is surprised that Bakuto knows what the Iron Fist is. But Bakuto's like, oh, it's always been a special interest of mine. And it's like, hmm, you're dodgy as hell, mate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was was thinking if Tammy didn't trust Bakuto before, she definitely doesn't trust him Like (laughs) at the start of this episode. I mean, let alone later. Although when they're doing like this Tai Chi stuff or whatever, I'm like, oh, Bakuto looks so much cooler than Danny does. (laughs) Oh, he was so much more graceful. I know. (laughs) I was like, he's so graceful at doing his Tai Chi. Is that actor, uh, does he have a background in martial arts? I don't know. I will have to find out. I imagine so, because he does fighting later. Um, and it was very graceful as well. <laughs> Every time he was fighting, I was like, he's so graceful. Maybe he's a dance. Maybe. I have to find <laughs> out. I don't know much about him, the actor. Uh yeah. And this is when, like, Bakuto teaches Danny how to recharge by harnessing the five elemental energies. Mm-hmm. And they do uh, they do some very fast Tai Chi. I was like, it might have recharged you, but for Tai Chi, I thought their moves were very fast. But, you know, they probably didn't want to do it at the right speed because people at home would be like, oh, this is boring. Um, yeah. yeah, but Danny's all recharged and happy. And then Bakuto's like, 
Oi, Colleen, go to the kitchen and tell them to prepare food. Yeah. It's like, um, no. <laughs> Even she kind of looks at him like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I know you're my sensei, but I'm not your... Like, get one of the, the younger students to do it, you know? Get one of the pledges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Danny wants to know why Colleen kept the place secret. Um, but Bakudo says he she kept it secure, not secret. Um, and then he says, Gao has been taken out of commission. <laughs> Which is very yeah. ominous. It's really, yeah. Even if, like, you, you hate Gao, you're Danny, I'd be like, this place is weird. <laughs> like, I want to, you know, I, I wouldn't want to stay there. It is very cult-like, like he says. I'm reading about the actual place where they filmed, and mm-hmm. it's quite intriguing. Oh, cool. It's called the uh, Sna- Sailor Snug Harbor, or the Snug Harbor Cultural Center and Botanical Garden, or just Snug Harbor on Aww. Staten Island. Yeah. Yeah. That's snuggly woggly. <laughs> <laughs> they used to house retired sailors there. Oh, oh cool. It does. It does. Cottages look... and churches. Wow. Castle, castle guards, greenhouse, gazebo, music hall. Like, there's like a lot of buildings. It's quite a big property. You can see like the house on the uh, Greek the... revival the... buildings. Wow. It's pretty cool looking. The hand have mad money. So this is when Bakuto and Danny go to his office, which is filled with weapons. And Bakuto says, a change is coming and we need to be ready. Which, okay. Um, which just feels like it's something that shows it's a very generic thing to say, you know. Um, and this is when we see the video from 1948 of the Chinese soldiers bumping into Iron Fist. What did you guys think? You can tell it's Iron Fist because his hands are glowing. <laughs> He's got two Iron Fists. Yeah. Yeah, Danny. Um, when I watched this with Rebecca... Up, I mean, come on. <laughs> when I watched this with Rebecca, Super Iron Fist uh, fan, she um, <clears throat> basically screamed, I think. She was so excited. Um, because this is potentially a character from the comics, which we'll get into later. But it's the real Iron Fist costume. This is the costume he wears in the comics. So even though we only see it in black and white, it's so much fun to see. And um, I think Stephanie Maslansky, who's the costume designer, mentioned this when uh, I interviewed her a while back, that this this sequence was really fun to do because you've got to include the original Iron Fist costume, just like she got to include the the um, original Jessica Jones and Luke Cage costumes in their in their series. So even if Danny never gets his costume, we have seen it. Um, I put in my notes in black and white though. He looks a bit like the Dread Pirate Roberts from um, Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> so Bakudo says he doesn't need a guard. He needs a partner, and he wants Danny to be his partner. And even if you have no idea what Bakuto is up to, it's like no, no, Danny. Yeah. No. Exactly. This guy's this guy's bad. He's he's wearing red and black, and he's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes you bad, because Danny also has a beard. But you know. Um, in the next scene, Harold is hiding Kyle's body with the drinks trolley. <laughs> oh, Tammy, I'm so sorry. I should have found the screen cap of that and put it in the little <laughs> RIP video. <laughs> the video is so sad. Oh, yeah. If you want to see my little tribute to Kyle, I made Tammy a very short Rest in Peace Kyle <laughs> video. <laughs> With, of course, Sarah McLaughlin playing. Yeah. It had to be. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so Joy rings uh, up uh, Danny and then puts Harold on the phone. And Danny's obviously surprised that Harold's alive because he assumed that he was dead because he saw him missing in the penthouse. Um, and Harold tells him that Joy and him are working on a plan to get Rand back. And then Danny says, oh, yeah, by the way, Gal is out of the way and I'm hanging out with this guy called Pakuta. And Harold's like, who? Who? What? Yeah. Pakuto? <laughs> Bakutu? Bakutu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> then Harold wants to celebrate and he gets this amazing tasting, I imagine, 40 year old malt whiskey. And I was like, oh, I love whiskey. 40 year old malt, yum, yum, yum. And then Joy tells him that she doesn't want some and he throws the entire bottle on the floor. And yeah, I was like, oh, like, what a waste. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then he seems all confused. And what was Joy's problem? Why couldn't she just take a drink? Like, what? I think I think he was just being a bit scarily insistent, and she was just like, no, and, hang on a sec. And she was kind of like, oh, it's too early in the morning. I'm like, well, you've been up all night. Does it count? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. what you're talking about. It, it Look, the alcohol will get polite. soaked up you're... by all those M&Ms in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> just reunited with your dead father, like, have a drink. Like, God. Yeah. yeah. It's a 40-year-old malt. But also, I, I, I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about how they don't have the brown M&Ms these days. They don't? Did they not? I thought they still did. I thought they got rid of them. Oh, I don't no. know. I don't know. I haven't eaten M&Ms for a while, but now yeah. I kind of want some, so I might go and buy some. Um, I w- at this point, though, I was like, get out, Joy, get out now! <laughs> yeah. So Bakuto's little servant reports to him that Danny just spoke to Harold and Bikuto wants all the details, like the transcript and stuff. Um, and then Collins enters and she's like, hey, hey, how was my boyfriend? How was he? Was he great? I hate and then it. she says she <laughs> she's so love struck. I don't like it. No, um, she not, says she wants to character we met and it's irritating. No. Mm. She's too defined by him now. Yeah, exactly. Um, she wants to tell Danny and Bakuto says there still needs to be some tests. So Tammy. What was your thoughts? What were your thoughts? Sorry. Oh, I. At this point. My. What was your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Get out, Joy. Oh, I said, see, he is sneaky. That's my note. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the fact that with the whole thing with the hands as well, with Colleen kind of defending it later to Danny, it seems like it's all around almost like gratitude to Bakuto for taking her in. So I don't like the fact that her relation her, her character at this point in the show is defined by her by her relationship with these two men. Yeah. I'm not getting on like, you know, my <laughs> soapbox or anything, but she was such a cool character at the start of the series and now it just feels like she's either completely everything that defines her is about her relationship to Danny or her relationship to Bakuto. Yeah. And that's it. And it, I feel like she's very neutered from how she was at the start of the series. Yeah, agreed. I mean, she Which ran her shame. own dojo and was like this instructor and all this, and now she's kind of like, she's now like a puppy dog. Like, she just does what she's told, and she mm-hmm. has no opinions of her own, really, that she stands up for. Although she does help Danny later, which is good. Because it's around Danny. Well, yeah. And then after she leaves, 
she doesn't know where she's going. She's completely lost. It's yeah. so stupid. It's irritating. Yeah. <laughs> if I was her, I'd be like, I'm done with all of you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm awesome I'm enough out. on my own. Yeah. Well, she was um, guilty that she brought those students to Bakudo. Yeah. I don't think she knows. Yeah, true. I don't think I she she knows enough like, about Bakuto now. I, yeah. I, I, th- I, mean, I think maybe she's starting to realize something yeah, about them. Yeah, because I think she's still up. kind of on the fence that if she, if the hand really is bad or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the end of this episode. Because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it's just Bakuto that's bad. Maybe it's not really the hand, but it's him, you know? Yeah. Um, we see Daryl uh, is there, so that this was his internship that obviously she was talking about at the start of the series. And he's really excited for Danny to come on board. And I, I love that he's like, I totally told these guys about you when you hit that kid with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, and then he's like, yeah, I think I could take you. And I was like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and, and Danny is like so terrible at like cloaking out. He's just like, so um, where's the places you're not allowed to go? Yeah. Like, Why well, don't think he's yeah. Uh, I don't think he's trying to cloak it. That's just so weird, though. Like, <laughs> but these were great questions, though. Are you allowed to leave oh, yeah. anytime you want? Where can you not yeah. go? Like, these are the questions that, if you went into a place like that and you're like, "Is this a cult?" You'd be like, "Let me ask some." Oh, like, okay, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Is this a cult? Have, have you called your dad yet? Have you? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's, what level Phaeton are you? But asking, like, okay, so the place I can't go, is it over there? Is that where I'm pointing to <laughs> Is it right this now? building specifically? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> even yeah. at the end of those questions, um, what's-his-face was kind of like, uh, yeah, don't go over there. That's... <laughs> We're not allowed there, dude. <laughs> don't go in the West Wing. That's where <laughs> the rose the rose is. <laughs> oh my god, if you went to a room, like... He's looking through all these rooms, and there's one room that has a rose in, <laughs> in a bell jar. <laughs> I might die laughing. <laughs> oh, um, I love this stunt in a minute. Like a lot of people said, they couldn't tell if it was Finn Jones or the stunt man because you can't really tell. Um, but where he like leaps up the wall onto the ladder and climbs up, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and you couldn't tell if it was an ob- you know an obvious stunt stunt guy or Finn Jones. You could tell when Bakuto's stuntman turned up later. Unfortunately, um, I found that in in the fight. Usually, I can't you know I don't pick up on if it's um, Finn Jones or his stuntman uh, in most of these these action scenes. Uh, so inside, Danny sees all these cameras, um, people like strapped to beds, and gals in one room. And she senses Danny and approaches the camera, which I would have shat myself. <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> and then she tells Danny what we've all been thinking all this time, that he is still a child. I'm very surprised that Bukudo didn't have someone follow Danny this entire time. Y- yeah. It, 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 I, does, well, it just doesn't seem like he, at this point he's being watched. Isn't it like... Um, I, I I don't know if this is like Bakudo testing him as well because when Danny breaks into the other place later, there's someone following him and watching him. Oh no, but that's uh, that's Davos, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that he's not being followed. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh. 
So Gal says that he rejected her offer of freedom and he's run straight towards slavery. And this is when she mentions that it's the hand. And Danny's like, what? Uh, Is that why they were all in in red and black? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're like, we've seen Daredevil season two. We know what the hand wears. We know that they're all in black. In this, because they are the hand. It's slimming. Uh, it's, it, it, is it slimming? Yeah. Well, I have, I'm wearing black at the moment, and I have red hair, and it's very slimming. Well, then it pops. I'm positively svelte right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Bakudo takes Danny back to the bedroom to Colleen, which I was like, I don't like that either. <laughs> like going, I'm delivering him back to you. Okay. Um and then Danny mentions this whole thing about Gal, implying it's the hand, because he recognised the knife in uh, Bakudo's office as well, we find out. And this is when Danny is very angry, but Colleen says that Gal is part of a rogue faction of the hand. I don't think Finn Jones does angry very well. Um, there's, there's a moment later where he's in the room of all the monitors, and he gets really angry and i said that he has angry puppy cry face and then he gets angry as well and starts throwing stuff around and i yeah i was like oh i didn't think it was that that good i don't think being angry is his strongest (laughs) strongest um thing he displays yes this is the codeine talking kind of being affable and kind of normal yeah uh i i like him fine Mm mm-hmm but when he is required to explode, he looks kind of like he's trying too hard to act. <laughs> it's the same thing when he's done some of his like PTSD in yeah. the early episodes. Yeah. I found that it was it, it definitely felt like an actor playing this rather than this is how the character feels, um, which is a shame. But. Um, his American yeah. accent I think is he's, strong, though. I think he's better than yeah. Charlie Cox. Periodically Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox goes is, in and out of yeah, Downton Abbey. He'll, he'll, fall, <laughs> yeah, he'll fall out of his American accent into his English accent um, every yeah. now and then, but Finn Jones is consistent, at least in this regard. Yeah, I agree. And also um, uh, um, Colleen's accent as well, um, because obviously she is also an English oh, actress. She's, not she's phenomenal in all respects. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's brilliant. Um, I think I think Finn Jones is um, really strong, like you were saying, in terms of you were saying when he's affable, but in terms of the comedic stuff, like when he was with Jerry and like waving at her and kind of being a bit dorky. I think he's great at that. Yeah, Um, I find it hard a lot of the time believing that he is dangerous. He is as much of a badass as the character is meant to be. Um it just makes me feel like sometimes looking at the character, I just feel like, I think I said this before on the podcast, I don't feel like he fought his way to earning the Iron Fist position. I feel like it was just given to him because I can't imagine him going through that, the tournament of winning it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch him in the Defenders with all of, like, these three other very strong characters and, like, Mm -hmm. the actors themselves to see if being around them is going to make him look worse or yeah. you know and kind of really show all of his flaws 
or if it'll be like, you know, the, you know, cause sometimes like actors around other really great actors, it actually builds them up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping yeah, that's definitely. what it does. Um, because I would hate to watch the defenders and just be like, Oh, and here's another iron fist, you know, scene or whatever. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, or be irritated. Yeah, exactly. And notice that. So I'm hoping it, it just, you know, the short little trailer, I thought, showed him up really well actually like he looked really good in it so um yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because i'm with you guys i there are just certain acting moments that are necessary for this role and he's just not (laughs) living up to them (laughs) yeah well i think i said like even before the show before the role was cast like my kind of dream casting at that time for the role was Dan Stevens. And even though he, as an actor, from an actor point of view, I, after seeing, um, um, Lewis Tan in the previous episode, I think he would have been great as well because he's very good at martial arts. You know, he's got the martial arts background obviously as well, but he was very funny in that role. Um, but I always pictured Dan Stevens in it. And after watching Legion, I, I, I was just like, yeah, I really would, have liked to have seen him in this role but legion is a star making role um it it really is it's the lead you're not i mean obviously you're the the lead of iron fist as well but it isn't so much a star making role as um being in legion and he's he's i mean dan stevens is doing like amazingly well now but i do i do every so often when i watch the show just think Oh, what if it was Dan Stevens? I think you always think that no matter what you're watching. You're like, mm. <laughs> Dan yeah, I watch like old episodes of Buffy and I'm like, what if, Buff- what if like what if Buffy what if was Dan, Dan Stevens was the Slayer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, I like this actress as, as Colleen Wing, but what if it was Dan Stevens? <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching episodes of the crown and there's like, you know, Queen Elizabeth the second. I'm like, what, what if she was Dan, Dan Stevens? <laughs> Oh dear! But then we wouldn't have Legion, so and I love Legion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> so there we go. Too busy playing every other role on TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I saw him actually in a film, Dan Stevens, recently. I put this on our Twitter with um, and the the actor playing his son was uh, little Matt Murdock from Daredevil. And I was like, oh, little um, Skyler, yeah. I thought you were going to really good. in a movie recently. He was in Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's in every movie ever, Dan Stevens. He's and, in everything. And you're looking at Dan Stevens' son, and you're like, I wish that kid was also played by Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Dan Stevens was playing Dan Stevens and Dan Stevens' wife and Dan Stevens' child. <laughs> and that, like, pet dog. I wish that was also Dan Stevens. <laughs> yeah, this is how my brain works. Um, <laughs> so Danny is obviously very angry and leaves um, because Colleen's arguing that Danny's been brainwashed about the hand. And my my thinking is, well, that argument could work against you as well, Colleen. You can't say to him, or oh, you've just been brainwashed against the hand because she could have been brainwashed in a way that the hand is positive. Yeah. So it's a completely empty argument, you know. So where does Danny go? Because he ends up back in that room, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, because in the next scene we see him, he's meditating, so I think he just goes and stomps around for a bit. Yeah, because I was just really confused. I don't know why he went back in the room while Colleen was sleeping and, like, just chilling on the bed. It's really... More important question, does Bakuto have a teleporter? 
because he's popping up all over the place. Yeah. Like, so he was literally just there. He just sort of, you know, delivered Danny back. And then he pops up in the penthouse of doom and he's just sitting at Harold's table while yeah. Harold's going to eat dinner. And then later on, he pops back up at the, uh, at the thing. He's just whizzing back and forth. Maybe that's what um, happens when you're in charge of the hand. I don't know. You get teleportation powers. Nice. Uh, and Bakuto's like, yeah, everything that Gao owned is now mine. I'm more easygoing than Gao. And I was like, maybe more dangerous because I don't trust this guy. Uh, so yeah, Danny's meditating back in the bedroom and then he hears a noise outside and he sees the guards. Are they leaving? They're leaving for like their break or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's like they're switching shifts or I, I don't know. I don't know. But then he manages to like sneak into this other building. And this is where he finds the room filled with the cameras, um, monitors everywhere. They're filming the dojo. They're filming the penthouse. And part of me was like, I actually rewound the episode or this scene because when they showed the penthouse, I was like, is is Bakuto still in the penthouse? Because I wanted to see if he was on the screen as well, because then he just appears behind Danny. So I was like, like, I wonder if like, he does have some kind of things we can just go boop, and like appear everywhere. But you could only see Harold talking to someone, but I don't know who. Uh, and Bakuto says that this was a test and he's disappointed because Danny failed. Yeah. And then they fight. I mean, he didn't just fail. He, like, also, like, broke a bunch of things. <laughs> he had a proper temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah, he's throwing stuff everywhere. Um, and I put that Bakuto is a very graceful fighter. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. Very smooth. I thought he was really good. Yeah. Until he um, wasn't, and then, like, Danny dropped him, but besides that... Yeah. And he gets those little twin blades that reminded me of the ones that um, David Sakurai had in his episode, you know, when he was Scythe, and he had his little twin Scythe things. I don't know if they were, like, the same design. Um, but, yeah, Danny knocks him out. Then he's surrounded... Oh, go on. I was going to say, at this point, I actually was, like, in my notes, I put, where is pretty taco truck guy? Where is he? This <laughs> like, he showed up. I was like, "Where's a million dollars wow. right now?" <laughs> <laughs> mysterious, <laughs> mysterious food truck ninja. Yeah, mysterious food truck the, ninja. He's so pretty. Oh, he's so pretty. Yeah. So um, Danny's like running down this corridor, and there's all these, you know, guards, and we're like, "Oh, we're in a hallway. I know what's coming." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get the reappearance of of food truck ninja, aka Davos. Did this surprise you guys? That it was Davos? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, because I saw him on the IMDb as playing this character. Uh, oh, we'll see him. Oh, boo. Yeah. Well, we knew going into the show, Rebecca and I, again, watching it, she had told me that Davos was going to appear, um, but she didn't know who was playing him, I think. But watching the trailer um, for Iron Fist, the moment, you know, where they're fighting outside and they're back to back. Uh, that was in the trailer, and apparently a lot of people guessing who certain characters were thought that um, he might be the character Dog Brother, um, who's a very popular character who in the comics is another one of the Immortal Weapons. Oh. So the Iron Fist is an Immortal Weapon. You had the Bride of Nine Spiders previously, who's an Immortal Weapon, and Dog Brother is another one. Um, and that's what a lot of people believed he might be. So that's... Um, we were a bit surprised that he was Davos as well, because Davos is um, the son of 
uh, Danny's mentor, who we've met previously, whose name I can't remember right now. Ah, and obviously, um, who's played by a, a Chinese actor. And Davos is not Chinese. No. So I'm guessing they're going with more of an adopted son uh, thing instead. But, uh, yeah, I was really surprised that he was Davos. Um, I, I was glad because, I mean, I remember asking early on when he was, when Danny was telling Colleen stories about Davos and, like, all this, like, actual happy memories he had um, mm-hmm. of being in the monastery. And I I think I asked during the podcast, I was like, oh, are we going to get to see Davos? Because that'd be cool. And you were just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I was happy um, to get to see I forgot to mention as well about this actor uh, last week because obviously I said about he's uh, been rumoured for Doctor Who, which would be great. I think he'd be really good. Um, but also I actually have seen this actor in real life because he was one of the um, the original cast of The History Boys, which I saw in London. And then he also took the, the play to Broadway and he was in the film. And um, a lot of the, the actors in The History Boys obviously have gone on to the big things like James Corden was in the History Boys. He's one of that crew. Uh, Dominic Cooper, who's now in Preacher. Um, Jamie Parker, who is Harry Potter in the stage show. So yeah, he was uh, he originated uh, uh, his role in History Boys and was very good on stage, I must say. Can you tell me if the hand exists in the Iron Fist comics and if Colleen is in the um, hand in the comics? Colleen isn't in the hand in the comics, but I think her mother was. I think I mentioned that. Be- oh, no, her mother was in the nail, <laughs> which is the, the female offshoot of the hand. Um, she was in that. So there is a link between them, but I don't think Colleen was ever in the hand. Um, but hopefully I can ask Rebecca and she will know. Because, I, yeah, I don't know. And then I wonder um, what Rebecca and others think of this TV interpretation. This development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I can't remember Rebecca saying much about it when we were watching it. I mean, I personally think it makes sense to link... Because, I mean, it, like Danny says, he's the sworn enemy of the hand. That was never the case in the in the comics. But I think it's a way of linking, you know, it to Daredevil, linking everything together. And it looks like they're going to be fighting the hand in the Defenders. So it's a way of bringing... Uh, tying it into to Iron Fist as well, and I guess having some momentum straight from Iron Fist going into Defenders. But uh, the Hand was always very much a, a Daredevil villain. But Rebecca, if you're listening, send us answers. Rebecca, come on. Come on, Rebecca. So, Harold appears in the office of Lawrence, our old buddy, and... Uh, tells him to check the file on the desk which is Jessica's photos that she took for joy and Harold threatens his children uh, Lawrence's children and then he says I've got a solution why don't you just kill yourself (laughs) (laughs) no okay I'll kill you instead (laughs) and just shoots him in the head Lawrence was not as surprised as he should be I just feel like some of these people don't have the appropriate reaction (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he seemed he was he was at first surprised that harold was alive but then he was more like you can't do this what you're blackmailing me whatever and i'm like no look your friend i'm assuming he was like your friend at one point has just appeared from the dead like be more yeah, surprised yeah like he should be like hey let's talk about this blackmail thing later like what's happened what how did you get here like what's happened i don't understand i was at your funeral <laughs> yeah 
are you the ghost of Christmas past? What's happening? <laughs> Why do you look 15 years younger than you should yeah. be? Yeah. <laughs> he should have all the questions, but he really is more like, hey, get out of my office. <laughs> yeah, ghost. Get your dead ghost body out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> Call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Uh, so obviously they're going to set it up that Lawrence has killed himself. Ruined that painting. So, now it's a really nice, pretty painting. Of oh, water yeah. It looked, like a, a it looked like a Monet. Possibly. I think it was. Yeah. Well, it's ruined it now. Was like, I noticed that as well. <laughs> the well. is ruined. Could have at least taken that down before he... <laughs> he could have gone and taken it back to the penthouse Could you take that painting down for a sec? Why? <laughs> Why? <See? laughs> no reason. <laughs> I'm so happy that we did. <laughs> You'll find out in a minute. <laughs> uh, so Danny and Dav um, Davos are I keep wanting to say Davros Danny and Davos uh, are trying to escape um, uh, from the Hand Academy but uh, the alarm's going off so they get completely surrounded in the hallway and then we get a hallway fight hooray yeah. <laughs> I love hallway fights I, I actually really like this fight it's very short yeah, but I mean it's it's a very tight space like much tighter than we've seen before um, and I love like um, Davos and Danny kind of running up the walls, jumping over each other. And then at one point, like the bodies all start piling up as they would. And then I think Danny gets like completely covered in in people and just throws them off of himself. That's I thought so it was great. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, think that I really enjoyed it. In the Defenders series, we're gonna get like the most epic of hallway fights. <laughs> well, it's already been hinted at in the trailer. Um, yeah. So I think we will. Yeah. I- and it looks like there's all five of them in the in the trailer because there's also Electra in the background. I'd love for them just to make a rule for themselves that we're not going to do any more scenes in warehouses. Uh, <laughs> there will always that. be scenes in warehouses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's a given. Just, it, it'll yeah. be a self-imposed challenge to think a little more creative, creative, creatively. I think I'm going to make a bingo card for Defenders for us, oh. and one of them will be seen set in a warehouse. <laughs> as long as it's not a drinking game, I, I might be dead at that point, if that's... <laughs> um, yeah, because also in the trailer, like, there's just... Or maybe it was in the teaser, like, before the trailer, where they're all in the um, elevator, and I'm just like, wouldn't it be cool if we had an elevator fight scene with all of them? <laughs> That would be cool. We had a one with Danny exactly. earlier on in this series. It's when Joy yeah. got to like beat people up. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So yeah, Danny, Danny and Davos run for the gate, and Daryl tries to stop Danny, and then Bakuto like runs up to Danny with like an arrowhead or something. I, I can't even remember what this is. I don't know like if we find pen. out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, like a pen, and just like stabbed him with this pen. I was like, well, that's rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> You've just ruined that pen. Uh, yeah, and he just stabs him in the side, and this means Danny is unable to summon the Iron Fist. And I honestly cannot remember if we find out that this was something specific that he stabs him with. So, because it was a, a while ago, obviously I saw it. So at this point, I was thinking, does he stab him with like the same thing that, like, that uh, Luke got shot with, like the Judas bullet, you know, some kind of oh, alien tech yeah. that they know about. I honestly cannot remember if it's just a knife or or what. I don't know. It's just because they focused on it, it yeah. and it seemed like a weird shape. Well, that because in my notes I was like, I think that whatever stabbed him, whatever he stabbed him with, was what stole the Iron Fist power. 
took his chi. Yeah, his chi. I don't think it's yeah. this bullshit he tells him, like, well, now you're not angry anymore, so you can't be the Iron Fist. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's crap. <laughs> well, you're going to get a lot of... Well, this is very minor spoilers, but that's you're going to get a lot of Davos' opinions about who oh, and yes. what should be the Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, why yes, initially you I was like, uh, I don't like him. He's so smug. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so pretty. He's so pretty. <laughs> Tammy and I are very shallow. <laughs> I looked up that actor, and and when you uh, uh, go to the actor's IMDb page and you look at the photos, he was in a show called Outsourced, which was a comedy, I, I and he <laughs> he looked he looks so different. He's like a little mm-hmm. like a little like a little kid. Yeah. yeah. He was a little kid in History Boys as well. Like he was a little, a little bubba. Don't be baby. Little weedy, a little weedy baby. Well, that's insulting. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he buffed up for this role, and, and it's appreciated. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I also like his chest hair. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got full on Charlie Cox chest hair going on. He's a very hairy young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so this is when Danny and Davos fight the students off. Davos leaps from Danny's shoulders and kicks them, which was awesome. Yeah. That's pretty and cool. then we get that great pose of them back to back with doing the the kind of fighting stance. And this is when Colleen runs down to security gate and knocks the guard out and opens the gate and making it so Danny and Davos can escape. Yeah, because Danny wasn't going to be able to do it. <laughs> All right, he's he's got Iron Fist impotence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has just been stabbed, so we'll let him off. I had sympathy pains for him because my side is also hurting. I also cannot summon my Iron Fist right now. <laughs> um, I think I actually sent a photo of um, when he's leaning against the lamppost later, bleeding and just like, ah, and holding his side. Uh, Rebecca asked me the other day how I was feeling, and I think I just sent her that picture. <laughs> Um, so this is when Colleen destroys the console as well so they can't open the the gate again and then I guess she just kind of wanders off um, because she doesn't follow after them what what might happen to her Tammy I don't know I'm hoping she's gonna run into Misty Knight yeah either run into Misty Knight and become a better character again or get on a bus and go away (laughs) whatever Colleen (laughs) I'm done with Colleen yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I feel like Poochie go back to her home planet. <laughs> <laughs> Bakuto tells Daryl that he did his best, and then he's like, uh, this young man is the future. And apparently there was a lot of people speculating that the fact that they focus so much on Daryl and saying he was the future means that Daryl's going to come back as like some big bad in Iron Fist Season 2. Which, I don't know, I just thought that he meant, you know, Daryl was like the next generation of the Hand. So he was speaking generically rather than Daryl specifically. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, so Joy announces to the board that, that um, Lawrence is dead. He commits suicide. She's like, and I guess that means that you should reinstate us. And I'd be like, hmm, what a coincidence. Yeah. And she's also dressed all in black, which I think is the first time we've seen her dressed all in black. She's evil now. Does, she's evil. Yeah, evil joy. Until the next scene when she's not. 
Exactly. Because I honestly couldn't remember at this point as well if she knew that Harold killed Lawrence. So when she, when when we found out she didn't know, I was like, oh, I was quite surprised because it means she's, she's kind of good again. Yeah. Um, also wearing like okay, so her outfit, while cute, I swear it's a tube top sweater set. <laughs> is that what it is? Really? I don't know. Like it doesn't look like it would have straps of any kind, and I'm just like, is that a tube top sweater set? <laughs> I feel like that's not professional. <laughs> You're not liking this as much as her Powerpuff Girls dress no, from last all. week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. didn't notice her, her clothes, to be honest. It's it's definitely a very relaxed sweater. Yeah, it it looks like she that's what she should wear like Saturday afternoon, like while she's dusting. Like now. Maybe she felt like she didn't have to like maybe she felt like she didn't have to dress up because she's just like, well, they have no choice. They're going to have to reinstate me, so uh, I'm going to be comfortable <laughs> instead of dressing up. Yeah, she's like, what up? Uh, Colleen is wandering Chinatown with her sword. I feel like a police officer might have arrested her. I don't think you can just wander around carrying a sword. You can do anything in America now. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Danny and Davos uh, wander away. Um, Danny is bleeding very heavily. Davos wants to take Danny home to Kunlun. I put KL, and I was, when I was reading my notes, I was like, Kuala Lumpur? <laughs> Why does he want to go to Kuala Lumpur? <laughs> um, Davos is bitter that Danny left. And I kind of don't blame him, because, yeah, who is who is guarding Kunlun? No one, Danny. And he, he doesn't, just left. And he doesn't care. And it's just like, all right. You're, yeah. You're terrible. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I like the fact that as it pans up, we see a Rand sign in the background that says, Rand, we're here for you. Mm, <laughs> ominous. And that was the end of the episode. <laughs> the Rand sign of of scary foreshadowing. Mm. Uh, and that was the episode, guys. Um, I'm sorry to tell you, I've only got one Easter egg again. <laughs> Den of Geek are skimping on the Easter eggs. Are they, or is Iron Fist skipping on Den of Geek? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh, so the Easter egg I have regard is regarding the the video that Bakuto played for Danny, uh, which is uh, obviously the Iron Fist running around in the original costume, and people have assumed that this character is Orson Randall. Orson Randall was known as the Golden Age Iron Fist, um, he was a predecessor to Danny of the Iron Fist title. I don't know if he was the direct predecessor or not. Um, and he appeared in the Immortal Iron Fist comics, which were the ones that introduced the whole um, Immortal Weapons, um, uh, you know, a lot of this storyline, um, a lot of the characters that are appearing as well. So, and you kind of explored his character quite a bit. And from what I remember, he actually met up with Danny. So you had two Iron Fists at the same time, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's hopefully Orson Randall. Hooray! Nice. <laughs> mm. uh, and now after Easter eggs, it's time for quotes. Matt, you're our special guest. I know you don't have any notes, though, but do you have any quotes? <laughs> uh, only for next week. <laughs> do, you could do a non-spoilery quote for next week if I'm, you like. Let me see here. Yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty non-spoilery. This is between Harold and some goon. You vouch for him? That's Gary. <laughs> I hope it's not too spoilery. <laughs> oh, Gary. 
and the new Kyle. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Tabby, do you have any quotes? Uh, I've got a Davos quote. You are the worst Iron Fist ever. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I had that one as well. I freaking love Davos. Um, I have one between Bakudo and Danny. So, it's a cult? Yes, just like the Girl Scouts. Be prepared. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've got another Danny quote. <laughs> Come on, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another Danny quote as well, which is, it just was like him having a little temper tantrum again, and it's when Gal is calls him a child. She's like, you're still a child. And he's like, yeah, well, at least I'm not in prison. <laughs> it's like, shut up, Daddy. <laughs> I'm sure she's really upset by that. <laughs> or like when da- uh, the other one I have is Danny telling Colleen, that's your story, that she's the bad hand and you're the good hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is kind of a silly discussion. <laughs> it, yeah. It's like good cop, bad cop, bad yeah. hand. Good yeah. Hand. <laughs> Um, yeah, so those were our quotes, uh, unless you've got any more? Uh, not any that were worth quoting again. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Apart from Gary. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to meet Gary. My notes already. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that was, I can't remember Gary, I wonder if that was Gary that was in the office with, uh, Harold. Yeah, my note right now is, look out for Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if we can get Gary on the podcast for you, Tammy. <laughs> uh, so we have one email this week from Nutty. I actually forgot to post a Nutty reminder for people. Chance. I'm sorry. But Nutty New Chance sent us feedback. Matt, would you like to read this this feedback? Sure, I will. Thanks. Now. It starts, oops, I spawned you all in the something. In the style of Britney Spears. All right. Nutty writes. Oops, I spoiled you all on the Bell Veni 40. I watched the last two episodes back to back. So Denny was brought to Professor X's school for the hand. Yeah. <laughs> so Colleen is the hand, which means Bakudo could have had the antidote to the poison and chose instead to use that as a time to teach Danny about healing so he could be knocked out and taken away, question mark? Good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. That makes sense, so- though. Easy way to yeah. get him. Yeah. Yeah, but why wouldn't she be angrier? Angrier. No, she knew, right? That's why she delayed oh, yeah. telling him about yeah. Sensei. Finally, she's like, uh, you, I think she waited for him to do it, yeah. to heal her. And when he didn't, she's like, all right, call, call the guy. Okay. So Madame Gao is a finger, and so is Bakudo. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm spelling his name wrong. So he's taking her over? Is that allowed in the hand? I'm guessing that's the case, because that's what I mentioned a while ago in Easter Eggs, that, you know, that's how that, the way the hand works, is the five fingers, or five factions of the hand, and when they come together, they make the fist, and they're unstoppable. So, But then it, it doesn't make sense to me that Madame Gao's got a boss, which we're assuming maybe is Sigourney Weaver in the Defenders, but... Oh, I hope not. I don't want any more of this hand stuff. I wash my hands. Oh, I think the, the hands, I think the hands are going to be all over Defenders, I'm afraid. <laughs> that's, 
they're going to be feeling the Defenders up with those hands. Yeah. Have you not seen the Defenders poster, Matt, that is a giant hand? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm still hoping that Sigourney Weaver is playing the same character she played in Cabin in the Woods, and the hand is the giant hand at the end of Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Spoilers nice. for Cabin in the Woods. So I'm um, thinking, like, Gal, then, is, like, the middle finger, and, like, <laughs> is the thumb, so, because he, he's so happy, he gives, like, the thumbs up, like, <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I just, I love Gal being the middle finger. Because <laughs> yeah, <of course laughs> they did, they did say that her putting the, uh, steel serpent, um, uh, symbol on the heroine was her giving the middle finger yeah. to Gunlan. <laughs> that's, that's her symbol. That's her. Oh, or actually. She's, or she's the pinky. Because oh. when she lifts cups, she'd be like with a little pinky extended, like, oh, look at me, aren't I a, aren't I a little rascal? <laughs> <laughs> what a rascal I am. So, all right, here's a question. If Cabin in the Woods and, and Defenders were the same thing, then out of the Defenders, and you can throw Punisher as well into this if you want, who would be which role? Who would be the athlete, the scholar, the virgin, the whore, and the fool? I think we know that Danny's the virgin. Yeah, Danny's the virgin, yeah. <laughs> I think Matt's probably the scholar. Probably. So who do we have oh, left here? Oh, Luke's the whore. Luke's the whore, come on. The whore, yeah. Yeah, uh, the athlete, I would think. Yeah, just, and then that makes the Punisher the fool. <laughs> Sorry, Punisher. <laughs> it is decided. <laughs> this is how it's going to happen. <laughs> So as long as Danny dies last or doesn't die, the world will be safe. <laughs> yeah. uh, Danny goes Sorry, on to write, right. yep. the old iron fist on the film had two iron fists, so Danny has something to aspire to. <laughs> He's going to be like when he was ex- he was amazed that he could open his hand. Yeah. He's going to be like, I can have two iron fists. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a porn version of this? <laughs> well, it did sound like it when he kept saying to to Colleen, like he kept would referring it, it to as the fist. Now yeah. you know about the fist. Would it just like, be called Ooh. Iron Fisted? Is that what the porn title oh, would be? Iron, iron Fisting. There must be a porn. Come on. When I sent in feedback to uh, Yes Mother, uh, one of the things I had found related to the episode of Bates Motel that we were talking about yeah. was actually not related at all, but it was a sex toy website and the Master uh, Bates Hotel. <laughs> and uh, and on the on the sex toy website, it had the black power fist, and it said <laughs> fists are for more than fisting. <laughs> happy Pride Month, everybody! Uh, oh, happy Pride! Danny now knows how to charge his chi, except he was too mad to enter his chi. Oops. <laughs> yeah. All right. I agree with her next her next line. Yeah, Danny is such a little boy having a tantrum through this whole episode. It isn't surprising he loses his focus. Yeah. Yeah. Melanie Gao is consistently awesome. Yep. yep. And we meet Davos. He's cute, but he broke a kid's leg. He had to, though. And seriously, Danny, who is guarding Kuala Lumpur? Good luck. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> Thank you, Nati. Yeah, I don't it care is, about Kun Lun. I mean, eh. I've never, <laughs> I haven't seen too much of it. But, like, why? But all I've seen Madame Gal said how amazing it is. She described the tree, and you can ride donkey carts in Kun Lun. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds super boring to me. Oh, <laughs> I think it sounds delightful, and they have dragons there. 
infinite dragons. Or a dragon. Undying dragons, Ooh. apparently. Undying dragons, yeah. Right, well, that was our feedback. Thank you, Nutty, Unity. as always. Uh, now it's time to score this episode. Matt, you can go first. Um, I like this one. I didn't like what they did with Colleen in this one, but I like anything to do with like culty vibes. And uh, <laughs> that's worrying. <laughs> yeah, I'm super into cults, guys. <laughs> and so, so if Matt offers you Kool Aid, don't drink it. <laughs> don't drink it. I'm poisoning you. <laughs> <laughs> He's into really oh. honest cults. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this poison? Yes. Yes, it um, is. This is a cult. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So it, it had a very unnerving vibe through the entire thing, and it kind of kept me in suspense of who's good and, and who's bad. And I thought the scene where Harold goes to the office and shoots whatever his name was, and the, and the head was that Lawrence. was pretty, like, sudden and violent and mm. kind of cool. And so, I, I mean, yeah, this is a pretty strong one. I would give it 8 out of 10 paintings in need of restoration. Tammy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tam Tams. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I know there are parts where it didn't sound like I did, but I did enjoy it. Um yeah, I, we got Davos, and I am uh, tentatively looking forward to his next episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's still going to be pretty either way, so there's that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty strong episode. Uh, I I still don't really get what the why the critics like hated on Iron Fist so much, but. What else? I'm enjoying I it. I will never understand it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's like, well, good thing I don't really listen to critics, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I get this episode eight and a half out of ten. Oh, sleeping Kyle's. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you, have you ner- noticed that the plants in Dad's apartment are like very subservient and meek more than usual? <laughs> He's only growing vanilla pods. Like, <laughs> using Kyle as yeah. fertilizer. <laughs> Aww. Oh, poor Kyle. <laughs> I, I honestly, I honestly forgot when we spoke to Alex yesterday that um, Harold just <laughs> threw Kyle's body in there. Otherwise, I would have asked him about it. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back like uh, um, Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Rise from the the plants. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, and I I did not enjoy this episode as much as last week's by quite a lot. There was, uh, I think Colleen's character annoyed me a bit. Um, Danny annoyed me a little bit in this. I like Davos. Um, the Harold stuff was good, but it wasn't as good as last week where we had zombie Harold like stumbling around, which was great. Um, I liked the fighting. I thought the fighting was great. Uh, I enjoyed Madame Gale more in last episode, maybe because we have more of her. So it was it was fine, but I'm going to give it a bit of a lower score because after last week, I really enjoyed last week's one. So it was kind of a bit of a letdown for me. So I'm going to give it a six out of ten. I can't wait to meet Gary's. <laughs> <laughs> that gives this one a seven point five out of ten average. Look out for Gary. 
<laughs> Next week, as the background music for the episode, I'll just play the Where's Gary song from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I like Gary, but I just wish it was played by Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Gary was Dan Stevens. <laughs> the Dan Stevens universe. Oh, dear. Uh, Matt. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on and being so patient with us moving around when we're recording. You can blame my 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 kidney for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you invited me on episode 11. <laughs> we ended up talking about episode 10, but that's okay. I tried to fake my way through it. <laughs> you you did an excellent job. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and I sent you my notes for the next episode so you could see that I did actually watch watch it and i took notes <laughs> you sent me your homework i will mark it and send it back i'll give you your grade <laughs> thank you you, can, if you can if you can take something out of that as uh, like feedback you can consider that my feedback then nice yeah sure yeah I'll, I'll i, have I, a look I bullet pointed it so it's pretty fast read that's cool you yeah, can leave out can the part about it. automobile statistics in new york <laughs> <laughs> because i want i want all the feedback spoiler, about gary claire has a car and i'm like huh how many people in New York actually have cars? No one. Um, anyway. Um, also, how is Claire affording a car? I don't know. She's not how working. does she afford that apartment? Oh, I don't know. Where can uh, you find me on the internet? Is that what you asked? Yeah, yeah, Matt. Where can I find you on the internet? Well, me one specifically. Of your, <laughs> one of your hypothetical <laughs> co hosts, Matt, uh, and I do a podcast about video games called Matt is Wrong About Games. Um,. Let's see, yes, Will is. and I, he was on a previous episode, Will yeah. and I do Spartacast, which is about the Stars series Spartacus. We were supposed to record today, but we put it off so we could do this with you. Um, oh, thank you. Let's see, <laughs> next month I will be starting Clone Dance Party, which is an Orphan Black podcast. Yay! Nice. Final season of that show. Uh, oh, is it? Next month? Oh, I didn't no, know it was the final month. season. It's later this month. Yeah, it's like, I swear it's like the 10th or something. Oh, wow. well, yeah. I'll be doing that soon then. Um, <laughs> my main podcast, though, is Hooplecast, which is H-O-O-P-L-E-Cast.com. It started off as a podcast about the television series Deadwood, which stars Timothy Oliphant and Ian McShane. Uh, it's a really great, funny show with strong female characters. It's mm-hmm. just the best. And um, we covered 36 episodes of, the, uh, of that very deep dive, super in-depth scene-by-scene uh, analysis. But when we finished Deadwood, we're like, well, let's keep going and do something. So we're covering the premiere episodes of HBO drama series and miniseries. So we most recently discussed Six Feet Under and Band of Brothers. And then our so next cool. recording will be about the pilot episodes of The Wire and Carnival. So nice. go to hooplecast.com where you can find the links to the Facebook group and the episodes and the show notes and stuff like that. So those are my I wish thoughts. I could have joined you guys for Band of Brothers and Six Feet Under. You could join us for the Carnival episode. I could. Yeah. I haven't seen... What was the other one? Man in the High Castle. Is that what it was? No. Uh, what was the other one? Wow. Uh, you were doing with Carnival? The Wire. Oh, why did I think of Man in the High Castle? Then I, I was know. like, no, that's I Amazon. Know. I don't know. Um, Tammy could also join us for Carnival because she is a carny. We, yeah, and we previously did a Carnival podcast, Tammy and myself and Matt and Mel. So I'm going to plug that this week. Nice. So if you want to listen to when we were young 
and inexperienced <laughs> podcasters, because we're so professional now, then you could find Carnicast on iTunes, where we speak about Carnival. And it was a lot of fun. Good time. It's a great podcast. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Matt and Mel would want me to mention that uh, Twin Peaks podcast obviously is back. Yay. They have just covered episodes three and four of the return of Twin Peaks. I think episode five airs tonight in yes. the States. Yes. Um, so I assume they're going to record in the next few days. So they'll just be covering the one episode per week from now on. Um, it's very entertaining. <laughs> it's very entertaining listening to them. because There's a lot of divisive opinions on the new Twin Peaks. Um, I'm looking forward to actually talking to them about it because I haven't managed to speak to them about it yet. Uh, but check that out. So next week's episode, we have Matt. <laughs> we have <laughs> lead horse back to stable. Oh. Uh, and here is some info on that. Claire uses her improvisational skills and Colleen <laughs> gets conflicting information. <laughs> Danny yearns to be more than just a destroyer. Danny tries to figure out what it means to be the Iron Fist. Yeah. After all these years. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shouldn't you know what the job is before you apply for it, Danny? I like the idea, too, that Claire uses improv skills, and I'm like, is she going to stand out on a street corner? (laughs) All right, guys. Name a place. Just a place where you want to go. She's going to do some mad lips. That's how she's getting her money. <laughs> Name a job you really disliked. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, so um, that is next week. Matt, would you like to take us out with an Excelsior? I sure would. Excelsior! <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone. That was that was Danny Puppy Danny then. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!